from the News Channel 5 Network, this is the Tecus McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour. Welcome to Tecus McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour, where we explore the many issues that arise due to aging, disability, and unexpected illness. I'm your co-host, Tim Tecus. And I'm Barbara McGinnis. We often talk about Alzheimer's disease or other related dementias and the impact they have on your future care and estate plan, legal plans. But in today's episode, we're gonna talk about other chronic conditions or what do you do when you get a new diagnosis of a life altering diagnosis like Parkinson's disease or ALS? And how should that impact your legal, financial and personal care decisions? Tim and I often meet with people that have just received that diagnosis, whether it's themselves or a loved one. And Tim, how do we help people get started? Well, as you mentioned, it's a legal, financial, and personal care needs that we always need to address. And you know, as I, as we always say, is is it law is our last name? Yeah. You know, so we might let's start with the legal part first. You know, right. and when people people go through life, and maybe they have uh, things put in place or maybe they don't, but when they do get a life altering or maybe a life limiting or function limiting illness you know, like ALS or, or like Parkinson's disease, uh, then often they are told to say, well, you know, you need to go see a lawyer. And it's like, well, I guess I need to do that. And so from the legal perspective, you know, we, we are gonna be looking at foundational documents. Right. Basically, what is your estate plan? You know, and what does that estate plan need need to have in it, you know, and an estate plan essentially is for most people thinking about a will and power of attorney and that, that's pretty much it. And many people already have estate plans or maybe they've got an estate, you know, or maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the things that we also always say is, is that when a, when a chronic illness uh, or comes along or, or a person is a, gets a diagnosis is, is that inevitably or almost inevitably estate planning needs to change to account for that, account for that illness. So, w for example, we, we have people that come in with, with mm -hmm. those new diagnoses right. and their um, healthcare providers told them, it's time to get your affairs in order right. because life is going to change for you. Right. And part of that is making sure if you've never put your powers of attorney in place, right. it is essential now to do so. Yes. So you have control over who will be making decisions mm -hmm. for you and who will um, and, and educate those people about what you want. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you give up hope about your treatment plan. Right. It doesn't mean that you don't stay in control of your decisions as long as possible, mm -hmm. but you need to go ahead and put those documents in place so they're, they're there. Exactly. And we're not waiting for a crisis because mm -hmm. just because you get a diagnosis of Parkinson's or ALS like we're talking about, doesn't mean that you're immune from other uh, sudden right. or, or more acute events as well. Sure. Um, and, the, and of course, we're going to learn, you know, through these, you know, in in, in, in this episode, that um, just because you have a diagnosis doesn't mean there's no hope, or doesn't mean that you've lost control. Absolutely, and then, but those foundational documents, like you mentioned, is, is what helps us put the rest of the plan in place. Exactly. If we're talking about protecting assets mm -hmm. through the use of a trust, perhaps, right. or if we're talking about how just to pass on assets, how you want your assets to pass on when you do pass away one day. Right. Um, so I think it's important for folks to know that to give in and do those estate plan documents, it's not saying 
oh, I've given up, I'm, right. that I've lost hope. Yeah, and what's interesting is when you start thinking through this, like we, like we do, and we try to educate, we do a lot of education in our practice in the yeah. firm. And one of the things that we, when you get into this situation where you suddenly face the possibility that you may, that you may need to be dependent upon others, you know, so now you have to start thinking about, well, I, I can't just sort of charge through life and do whatever I want, and you may need to be, you, you may need support, you, you may be a dependent person, and so how can you maintain that independence? And you as may long need, as right, and you may need the support of others, and so, so from a legal point of view, is, is as we often say, is who's going to make decisions for you if maybe you can't make a decision for yourself? You know, are you going to share decision-making with somebody else? And probably the important thing that we stress all the time is, is that if you have, let's say, a, if you've named someone as your healthcare agent or as your attorney, in fact, under a durable power of attorney, is that the right person? You know, is that person, what does that person know about you? Do they, are they able to, to advocate for you? Are they able to speak for you? Because, as we also al always say, is is that we don't want to do this by committee. Oh, absolutely because not. Because the more people you have in making decisions, and especially mm -hmm. if you're talking about, I have four kids and I want them all to share equally in my decision making. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a rare family when four kids can even decide what time they want to have, you know, Thanksgiving lunch. Forget about how they want to take care of mom or dad. Right. So you you need one leader. Everyone can offer up input, mm -hmm. and um, that, that they also need to have conversations. Right. So let's talk about the conversations yes. that that the person that is the principal mm -hmm. um, is, what kind of conversations do they need to have with their new dis named decision makers? Okay, what kind of conversations? Well, one is going to be is things like, um, do I wanna stay at home? You know, and what does that mean to me? All right, so I have a diagnosis, say, of ALS, and you know, as we're gonna hear later in this program, you know, what the, what the consequences of that diagnosis are. Yeah. Uh, well, is how life-limiting is that? What, if I get to a point where maybe, you know, can I stay at home for, everybody wants to stay at home for as long as possible, but of course that begs the question of. What does that look like? What does that look like? Yeah. You know, what, it, what becomes possible? Right. You know, and then you start looking at, okay, what are your finances? Where are you living now? You know, and all those, all those issues or all those questions need to be discussed, you know, with the persons that you've named as your agents, your healthcare right. agent, or as your, as your attorney, in fact. So you have to review what are your resources altogether, exactly. not just your monetary resources, but your family support, your friend support base, what's your mm -hmm. community resources look like? Right. And those will shape the reality of being able to stay at home as long as possible. Exactly. Um, because it, it's, it's going to vary according to where we're, where we're living. Right. Other conversations, not just about where do I want to live, mm -hmm. uh, how do I want you to use my money? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, is it real important for me that you use my money in a way that it conserves principal mm -hmm. for <clears throat> maybe my spouse or children or some sort of inheritance? Mm -hmm. Or is mm -hmm. it, no, like the other day I had a couple in and they were like, I don't really, I want to use all of our money taking care of us. I don't care if I leave an inheritance. Mm -hmm. And that's absolutely okay. Exactly. And it may be a reality that you need to use your resources to take care of you and not spend a lot of time worrying about mm -hmm. if, 
uh, an inheritance for children. Right. Yeah, you know, and then we had a yeah you know, we had a consultation yesterday. Patty and I are one of our one of our elder care coordinators with a gentleman who is 70 years old, and he's he is what we would call an unsupported elder. Unsupported means that he's not an orphan elder. He's just not married. He has no children. Mm -hmm. You know, he has money. You know, but what he needs now that he need, now that he's in a hospital and he finds himself being dependent upon others. You know, what are his next steps? Right. You know, so what does he do? So, putting together a plan right. that addresses not only their legal needs, right. like their powers of attorney, their will, and or a trust that's mm -hmm. going to help you, how do we use money during someone's lifetime, Right. a personal care plan, mm -hmm. how am I going to receive care and where am I going to receive it, and right. who's going to make sure that I'm getting good care, Right. and then the financial plan, mm -hmm. how am I going to use right. my money, mm -hmm. or if I have to use government money, how do I use that? Exactly. You know, that's, that's like the th sort of the three-legged stool of the legal yep. financial and the personal care. And all of that, as we say, is planning needs to change. You know, I mean, that's sort of the lesson because the goal here is, is to remain in control as long as you can. Yeah. You know, and if we can do that, then, and then, I'll, and then you just basically hope for the best. Plan for the worst and hope for the best. Right. You know, and, and uh, be optimistic about your future be proactive too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so when we come back, who, who are we going to talk to when we come back? We are going to be speaking with the ALS Association, not all of them, but at least someone here <laughs> from the ALS Association to learn more about ALS. Okay, and we have our contact information too, I think. Yes, somewhere right. probably it's coming up someday or sometime. There it is. All right, great. All right. So, so we're so at the same place and then we'll be right back to talk with someone from the ALS Association. Right, so stay with us. Thank you. 